initially, whoo, it was hard sitting on that bike every day and then having to go to work and walk around and go upstairs. That was really difficult. And now I see that I'm getting better and it doesn't bother me as much. All right, thank you everybody for joining us for the Run the Race podcast. We are getting through the month of August, uh, football season just around the corner. And our guest for today has some uh, Auburn football connections. So I guess I'll say a little War Eagle for her. And, um, you know, I, I still say go dogs now as well because my son attends the University of Georgia. And uh, so rooting for, for both teams to do well until they play each other, which will happen uh, this season. So we're going to talk to her about Auburn football. Susan Glisson. Uh, was an athlete growing up and uh, was ended up being an athletic trainer for the Auburn University football team while her um, uh, husband-to-be, uh, her husband now, was um, was an Auburn University football player. And uh, so she, uh, you know, went through life and then uh, dealt with a cancer diagnosis and actually beat breast cancer twice. And so uh, finding the inner strength, uh, Susan is now cycling in the Coast to Coast for Cancer a cross-country ride to raise money for cancer research. She's going to be riding up to 80 miles per day for three days, contributing to the 3,000 miles going from Oregon to New Jersey, uh, all to benefit cancer research. She's going to be cycling from St. Louis, Missouri to Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, along with being a cancer survivor, Susan is a mother to her son, Garrison, and that main name means warrior. Uh, she's uh, Her husband, Mike, of course, uh, was an offensive guard at the Auburn University football team back in the late 1980s uh, and is now a local football coach. Susan is a strong supporter of community athletics and has been the chairperson for the American Cancer Society Relay for Life in Mobile, Alabama, just down the road from us here in Columbus, Georgia. She's been on the cancer board and uh, for a Look Good, Feel Better committee and was a Boston Buddies facilitator and mentor. And uh, so uh, I know she's been working real hard, getting ready for this uh, big event coming up in just a month. So uh, uh, thank you so much, uh, Susan Glisson, for uh, spending a little time with us. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, you know, before we jump into talking about um, you, you know, your uh, fight with cancer and uh, training for this big, huge uh, cross-country ride coming up in September, um, I want to know about, you know, cycling. Yeah, you and I were talking off mic about how, I'm into running a lot, running long distance. Um, so uh, you are um, in your 50s now and you look great. Um, you look like you're in your 30s. Um, so uh, how, did, how did you get into the sport of cycling? Has this been something since you were younger? When I was in college, I started doing some cycling and then I put the cycle down. And then, gosh, when I was 39 years old, it was a bucket list of mine to do an Ironman. So I picked the bike back up and trained, finished an Ironman um, in Sonoma, California. And then unfortunately I had cancer a second time and I put the bike down in 2015 and did not pick it back up until about five months ago when I decided that I needed to take my life back and my body back from cancer and do this ride. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I know that you have, you, you played sports growing up. You, uh, you were a swimmer, a softball player. So how does, you know, for those maybe into cycling or not into cycling that are listening, how does cycling differ from other sports in terms of the, you know, the fitness benefits and, and what you have to go through? 
Oh my goodness. The muscles that you use in your legs is it's unbelievable. And then the type of cycle or bicycle that I'm on, you clip in. So you're one with the bicycle. And so you just, you have to make sure that you're not pushing down constantly, that you're actually pulling up with the pedal and just having a good cadence or a rhythm. And it's, it's brutal. I'm not going to lie. My legs burn, but my arms really, really hurt because you're having to support yourself on that bike, but then not too hard to where your hands go numb, but not too loose to where you lose control of the bike. So it is a lot different than just running and you can jump out of the way when a car comes where you can't really on the bicycle. So it, it, there's a lot going on when you're on that bike. Now, for those who uh, may be a little more ignorant about cycling, like myself, um, what what kind of bike are we talking about here? And is there are, are this is this a, a what kind of cycling do you do? I know you said the clip in. So it's a Cannondale road bike. So it's different than an off-road bike or a mountain bike. So it's very, very light. You can, I can pick it up with one hand and you have certain, these specific pedals that you have certain shoes that clip into the pedals to where your foot is stationary on the pedal and it helps you to maintain your rhythm and your cadence and you become one with the bike. And then you're leaning over, you have 16, 17 gears and you lean over and you're holding on to the handlebars and you can change gears and that's where your brakes are and that's where you turn or stop or slow down or change a gear. So there's a lot going on with it. Now, when you're clipped in, you know, you're one with the bike, but have you had like where you and the bike have had a wreck maybe uh, recently or maybe in the past? <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> it, you have to remind yourself that when you're slowing down, you need to clip out. And otherwise, uh, when you slow down, you can't clip out fast enough to be able to put your leg down. So I do have a couple of bumps and bruises on my knees from falling over and um, my pride is bruised more than my actual body. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you were saying that you picked it back up, um, I guess, at the beginning of this year. So um, I, I guess that, you know, we have this cross country ride coast to coast for cancer. Um, this, this ride that you're going to be doing, uh, this is roughly 240 miles over the course of three days. So tell us about why do something like this? So a part of me, when I said that I, in 2015, I put my bike down, that is when I was diagnosed with breast cancer for the second time. And my body was just torn apart from all the surgeries. And I tried to get on my bike and I just couldn't do it. And so therefore, um, I actually, this is me saying cancer is not going to continue to ruin ruin or rule my life. And it's time for me to not only take my life back, but take my body back and that I am still here. God has given me an opportunity and I need to embrace that opportunity, utilize that opportunity and show not only myself, but to others that there is life after cancer. And, you know, I know I've seen, I've seen a quote of yours, cancer will not win over my body. And um, and, and, you know, you want to show your strength, not only for your body, but your mind as well as an athlete. Maybe you, you see a lot of cyclists out there. They're in their 20s, they're in their 30s, but maybe not as many that are in their 50s. 
Um, so as this is kind of a, like a, um, just a, a carpe diem, like I want to live life to the fullest and, and, uh, and, and to show that like, Hey, there's still a lot of life to live. Absolutely. You know, I, I never, you know, when you're young and you think, Oh, 50, Oh my gosh, they're old. And then I hit 50 and then I've hit 55 and I'm like, what, wait a minute. I don't have to be old. And, and I'm still here and why not enjoy life and embrace it. And then when I'm out there and I'm cycling and I see all these young people and they may be faster than me and I'm very competitive because of being an athlete, I have to constantly remind myself, this isn't a race, it's a ride. And it's a ride to raise money for cancer research. It is a ride to bring awareness for people that know somebody that has cancer or has survived cancer, that there is life after cancer, as well as it is reminded me that I'm okay. And I may not, my body is not the same and I'm not going to be as fast as I used to be. I'm not going to be as strong as I used to be, but that's okay. And I'm, I, it's not a competition. It is a journey. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Absolutely. So give us a rundown. Um, you, you've been back at cycling for the last five months and you've got now a month ago until uh, <laughs> this uh, this big cross country ride. So give us a rundown of what you've been doing, maybe on either a daily or a weekly basis to get ready. I mean, is there a you are you following a plan or have a coach or how do you know, like, this is how much I'm going to do on a regular basis. So each one of the teams, there's nine teams and there's 12 to 14 of us on each one of the teams. We have an individual coach for our team and he sets up our training program. And at first we started riding on the bike, maybe 30 minutes, maybe an hour, 10 miles. And it was killing us. Now, every day we ride a minimum of an hour to up to four or five hours a day with 50 miles. So this week I've done 50 miles twice and I've ridden an hour and then I rode an hour and a half. And then I have a two hour ride that I have to do at the end of the or Sunday actually. So they're getting us ready for every other day riding. So now we're riding every day to get our muscles ready for when we have to do that three consecutive days of at least 80 miles a day. So, uh, I mean, how, how is your body taking that in terms of, you know, like you said, picking the bike back up again? Uh, are you are you sore or tired or do you feel like your body's kind of getting acclimated to it? It's getting acclimated. There are days where maybe I didn't drink enough water or I didn't fuel my body uh, good enough and I'm sore or I'm tired. But otherwise, I'm a whole lot better than I was it, it, initially. Ooh, it was hard sitting on that bike every day and then having to go to work and walk around and go upstairs. That was really difficult. And now I see that I'm getting better and it doesn't bother me as much and the hills don't bother me as much. I'm like, hey, you got this. You did this last time. You can do it again. Do it tomorrow. So every day you feel like you're getting a little bit stronger. That's great. That's great. So, and, and your, uh, your husband, uh, and, and does he cycle with you or does he help you with the training at all? Or just kind of watches? So there, because of where I live, there's a lot of rural roads and I am terrified of being hit by a car. So my husband is so wonderful that he gets 
in the truck behind me with the flashers on and he will follow me. And then now we go to some different um, trails and up in Anniston and we actually go to uh, Callaway Gardens and that's a great area to ride. And he will ride for about an hour or so and he cannot keep up with me because he's got a mountain bike, which is so different than the road bike. I mean, when you're riding, unless you're maybe out there at five in the morning, it's you're dealing with the heat as well, yes. right? Yes. So <laughs> I do go early in the mornings to be able to, you know, help combat the heat. There's been a couple of times where I haven't and it's brutal. It's brutal. Yeah. It, it, is, it is bad this time of year, but it, as expected, uh, you know, it feels like 90 to 100 pretty much for or 105 for, for several months straight. So um, you were talking earlier about, you know, why you're doing this and uh, the cause being for cancer research. And I know that that uh, Bristol Myers Squibb, you know, has um, their matching dollar for dollar. And since 2014, the U.S. ride has raised more than 11 million dollars for cancer research. So this is all going for a great cause to, you know, the V Foundation. And um, so tell me about, um, take me back a little bit, like you were talking about it earlier, your, your cancer journey, because you've been through it twice mm -hmm. and, um, and, and hopefully that's it. So tell us about, um, you know, I guess the first time that you found out you had breast cancer and kind of what your mindset or, or you know, what you went through. So my first time that I was diagnosed was in 1997 and I was not, a, I was 29 just turning 30 years old. I did not have a child at that time. And it was, I was working as a nurse at a hospital. So I was very fortunate to have all the medical communities to surround me, but I really didn't understand anything that was going on. And I went through it very, very fast because I just wanted to get it over with. And if I didn't think about it, then it wasn't happening. And then uh, when I went through all the treatments, I made sure people went with me to educate them that number one, young people do get cancer. Number two, you need to know what's going on if you have it or somebody else, because there are, you just don't understand. If you've never been through it, you don't know what's going on. But then in 2015, I was diagnosed again and had recurrence. And because of all the research from all those years, there's a there was a huge difference in the way that they treated me from 1997 to 2015, which we've made great strides in the medical community around cancer and the treatment and survivorship with cancer. And so it took a little bit longer time. They needed to do genetic testing to see exactly what type of cancer, how that they could treat it. But the strides go, have gone so tremendous from just 1997 to 2015 and just and it continues. We have so many new therapies to be able to help people survive and then help their family and their caregivers with this. And to kind of uh, be hit with it, you know, uh, I guess 15 years or almost two decades later, what was that like? I mean, you've, you've been through it. You had the experience and the wisdom of like, this is what it was like, but it did it. What it did, it just kind of take the, take your breath away. It did. And then I did a lot of soul searching, a lot of praying. And I was hit with the epiphany that God said, young lady, you have not fulfilled your mission and I'm giving you another opportunity. So go for it. 
And that is when tears were wiped away and um, tears of fear and the fear, there is no fear uh, because I know that I, where I'm going when I die, the fear was more about my family and did not want them to suffer through all the pain and everything that I was going through. But it also was a great opportunity to educate even more and to have an opportunity of making sure everyone that I know knows that I love them and, and to embrace every day because we're not guaranteed tomorrow. Yeah. And you're talking about how it, it affects you mentally and how you were just like, had to pull yourself up by the bootstraps and God sending you that sign. Um, how did it change you physically? Because, you know, I mean, when you're 29, 30 years old and then this next time you're, I, if I do the math right, you're in your late forties. Um, so, you know, um, was, was your body, I mean, did, did you go through different things, different ways? Yes. Now the second time I had to, I ended up having a double mastectomy. So my body had really been ripped apart and, there and the surgery was over eight hours long. So that was very challenging for my family having to sit there and wait. Um, and then just the recovery was a lot slower than it was the first time. And then the process was a lot longer with all the different surgeries. So it wasn't a one and done like it was the first time. It involved three, four, five surgeries. And so it was it was a lot different. Um, it, and it was just as scary. But then again, I'm like, hey, I've been through this before. And I survived and I'm going to do it again. And you hear so much about, you know, when you're, I mean, you know, you necessarily can't always prevent a heart issue or prevent cancer. Sometimes there's, you know, um, something with your genes or, or something else in your environment. Um, but you know, a lot of most studies have shown that like being active, whether you're cycling, running, going to the gym, playing tennis, whatever it is, that that can only help you in terms of your risks of having health issues and having, you know, diseases. So for you, um, is that part of your journey in terms of, you know, hey, I want to be the best version of myself and be active so that, hey, you know, um, maybe this won't happen again. Absolutely. And if I'm active and I'm strong, not only in mind, but also in body, then if this does happen again, that I'm not that I'm necessarily ready for it, but I have a better chance of beating it or surviving because of the fact that I'm a stronger person. If I did not have the strength that I had when I had surgery or cancer the second time, I may not have as recovered as fast as I, as I did, even though I felt like it was taking forever. Um, it, I was able to do things that they said, no, I'm surprised you can do that. But it's because I had the strength that maybe some other people that were in my same shoes didn't have the strength because they weren't active and exercise and watch what they ate. And I try to eat clean food. Not that that's, you know, the end all be all, but it does help. It makes me feel better. Um, I know what I'm putting into my body where beforehand, I just didn't really think too much about it. And when you say eating clean, so tell us about, you know, especially as you're preparing and you're burning a lot of calories, you know, <laughs> doing these, all these uh, long bike rides. Um, what, uh, 
um, what kind of things do you do to make sure to, that you have the correct fuel, but also that you are, you know, eating clean? So I have learned um, it, with doing some of the long rides now that every five miles, which tends to be between 19 and 22 minutes, that I need to drink some water or a drink that has electrolytes in it or a drink that has a little bit of protein in it. Um, there, I generally don't like to do sugars but there is sugar that I need to have because your body starts to burn so much glucose, you've got to replace it somehow. So I am doing sugar more than I have in the past, um, but a lot of protein. Peanut butter and jelly sandwiches are my friend. <laughs> <laughs> but I have learned the hard way that about every um, five miles, which is about every 20 minutes, I need to take a swig and I need to put something in my mouth to be able to replenish. Otherwise I'm not going to make it for 50 yeah. miles. Now, a lot of people, um, as we get older and do these endurance sports, you know, um, like from some, for instance, me, I run a lot because I was just tired of dieting. I was like, okay, how can I get away with eating kind of what I want? Okay. Run a lot of miles. Um, so is that, I mean, do you get a chance to, I know you, you know, kind of talk about eating clean, but do you, like say, wow, man, I just burned like thousands of calories. I can go have a pizza or go have some ice cream or whatever else. Yes, I'll be honest with you. The other day, uh, my husband and I, we stopped and had crystals. And I haven't had crystals since I was in college. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's worth it. It's worth it. You know? it, was, it was so good. <laughs> <laughs> Cycle to get crystals. Um, and, uh, you know, a, a little more on the cycling, you know, uh, you talk about, you know, I mean, at your age and you're in your mid fifties and clipping in and doing all these miles and, and, um, you know, it, it's, I mean, not that it's risky, but it's, it's, it's more than a lot of people, you know, your age, my age are doing nowadays. We're probably in the, you know, the 1% or 3% there. So, um, having going through cancer twice, the last one being, you know, um, eight years ago, um, does that give you a sense of like, Hey, you know, um, just, I'm willing to take the risks. I want to like grab life by the horns. Absolutely. I'm not going to stop my life. And I don't want my son to think that because I've had cancer, I can't enjoy life and I can't do the things that I've done in the past. It's fun to be able to go out and run with my son or exercise, go and play basketball. And I just, I don't want any of my friends or family to think that once you are sick, that you're always going to be sick because you're not. And you, you know, I've also had to tell, show people that you can't catch cancer. So when you have somebody that, you know, that is going through cancer, don't avoid them. Show them love. Talk to them like normal. You don't even have to talk to them about the cancer. Just talk to them. Be with them. Don't isolate them because that is what a lot of people do because they're scared. They don't know what to say to people. And, you know, they still have a life. They still have a life. So that is why these cancer rides and this coast to coast for cancer is so important is each one of us that it's over 126 riders. We applied to do this. We wanted to do this. And we we want to show 
people that don't be afraid and that we all can do this. Each one of us have either been touched personally by cancer, by having cancer ourselves or a family member or a friend. We're doing this because it matters. And we want to raise as much money as we can. We're trying to raise over a million dollars for the V Foundation. And the great thing about the V Foundation is 100% of the donations go to cancer research. And this is nationwide cancer research to be able to help people like me survive. And, so, you know, it, it's yeah, big. It's going, yeah, it is definitely big. And I'm, I know that, you know, ESPN obviously has thrust the V Foundation into the spotlight for many mm -hmm. years because of uh, Coach Jimmy V uh, from NC State and uh, and worked at ESPN and and so and and you're you're talking about the 126 that are part of this this ride um, that, uh, that you guys are doing and these are all uh, Bristol's Myers Squibb employees so man I, I imagine it's a, a bonding for you guys too as a brotherhood sisterhood that you guys are like okay you know mm -hmm. I mean you can't get more camaraderie than that right. It is amazing. I did not know any of my teammates and we have a group text thread and we do zoom calls every week and they're my best friends. It's amazing. And, and it, and we're so honest and raw with each other. And uh, two weeks ago we went up to Princeton, New Jersey to do a safety ride and we, we, rode 40 miles together and we were encouraging each other and you know there were tears there were screaming there was laughter it was it was awesome and i i really look forward to being able to ride with them in september from st louis to indianapolis and there there's another teammate of mine that is undergoing treatment right now for cancer and he's still committed to this and so it's it's amazing to be able to see people that say you know cancer is not going to win and i'm not going to stop because i have to go through treatment again and i think what you said before as well about like you know um hey just talk to somebody that has cancer just treat them like normal and 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 mm -hmm. just love on them and 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 don't treat them differently because sometimes you know you feel like you know, you pity them or you, you know, you uh, say and you just don't know what to say. But right. just, you know, I mean, they're, they're still normal people. They're still alive. They're still, you know, doing what they need to be doing. So um, and, you know, going through what you went through twice with cancer, you and your family going through that. And now going to have this huge challenge in front of you, you know, doing this uh, big cycling ride, you know, five months into training. Um, you talked about faith earlier. How does that play a role in terms of or maybe how will it play a role during your three day uh, cycling uh, in terms of just kind of reaching deeper than maybe um, Susan Glisson could do by herself? Absolutely. So when you're on a bike, you're not going to have music in your ears because you need to be able to hear the cars that are coming behind you. You need to know what's around you. So it's very quiet and you hear yourself breathe. And then I look around and I see the things that God made and, and I'm like, okay, I'm still breathing. God gave me breath. He breathed life into us. And then I start thinking about the Bible verse, anything's possible as long as you believe. And, and I have to, I have to think about that and I have to really hammer that into my head because 
my brain will say, you can't do this. You can't do this. But yes, you can. As long as you can, you believe you can do it. It may not be pretty. <laughs> and it may not be great, but I'm going to finish. Yeah. Yeah. Getting to that finish line is the ultimate goal. And, um, you know, we, we talked uh, a little bit off mic, but, uh, you know, Auburn football season's coming up or college football season in general. Yep. But I know for <laughs> your house, Auburn is, is maybe, uh, you know, kind of rules the, the roost. So, um, well, you I guess you'll this will happen at the beginning of college football season. That's kind I of a, I usually a no, no. Usually you have to plan your weddings and babies uh, during <laughs> the bye week. Right. It's usually, well, that's what we say here in the SEC country. So, um, so I guess you'll be on the road, um, you know, during some of that. Well, that's very funny that you say that because it is so true because my husband is also a high school football coach. So when I told him that I was doing this and he said, now, what are the dates? It better not be on the weekend. (laughs) (laughs) And it's a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) nice. He's like, wait a minute. I'm not going to be able to be there if it's on a Friday night and Saturday. Oh, we've got football. (laughs) So it is um, definitely going to be a Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday. So we won't miss any football. Uh, and, and what's that, you know, uh, for you, I mean, this was a while back, but how valuable was it to be, you know, an athletic trainer for the Auburn University football team? And, and um, your, your husband obviously played on the team. And but uh, for you to be able to um, see what athletes needed and to be able to provide that. And now you're the athlete and people are serving you, you know, training you. Um, so I guess you got to see the other side of it. Right. I have. I actually was an athletic trainer when Coach Da was there, and he was a hard man to please, but he gave me a lot of valuable lessons that I've learned and been able to utilize throughout my life. But um, it's been different having people dote on me and say, do you need water? Are you okay? Here's do you need your your ankle wrap? Do you need this? And I'm thinking, well, I'm supposed to be doing that. But um, it, it's been kind of nice. And then having somebody lay everything out for me instead of me having to think about it. And how many miles do I need to do today? What do I need to eat? What They have every bit of that laid out for us, which is wonderful. Wow, that's, that's great. Um, yeah, and so are you... Do you have a lot of mixed emotions going into this ride, which is about a month away, you know, in terms of excitement, nervousness, and, or do you feel like that you know, kind of just trust the training? All of us, we, they, everybody that's done this ride in the past, they say, trust the training. As long as you do the training, you will enjoy the ride. But there's a lot of anxiety because you just don't really know. You don't know what the weather is going to be like. So irregardless if it's 110 degrees or 40 degrees or raining or, you know, snowing, we are still doing this ride no matter what. And you just don't really know what the terrain is. And then three days of riding 80 miles a day, that's a lot. Mm -hmm. But um, and it's scary. But then it's exciting at the same time. The anxiety, they say, will lessen over the time that you're doing the ride. But then there are a lot of tears. We we cried uh, two weeks ago when we finished our 40 mile ride together as a team. We all cried tears of joy, not of fear, not of sadness, but wow, look how far we've come in just a couple of months. Now we've got a little bit over a month 
until we ride the big ride, it's going to be amazing. And this is from uh, St. Louis to Indianapolis. And um, I guess the overall trip, it's nearly 3,000 miles. It's going from Cannon Beach, Oregon to Long Branch, New Jersey. So you're in kind of a, I guess it looks like more of the, like the, the back third stretch of it. Yes, there's nine teams and I'm on team seven. So it it's exciting to be able to see, you'll see the, the team before you, they'll ride in and you will cheer them on. And then you'll be able to pass the torch to the next team that are riding out of um, Indianapolis. So it's going to be an exciting time. And 80 miles per day, you know, give or take, um, how long will that take you? Or, or, or what do you have, and not, not that you have a goal, but like what's the approximate time on your bike? We are trying to keep our speed around 15 miles an hour. So we will stop probably every hour, hour and a half, making sure as everybody's tires are okay, um, you know, refuel, make sure you have enough water. We will stop for lunch. So they said it will take, you know, between six and eight hours to do all of that. Wow. Wow. It's, it's, uh, it's, yeah. it's a, a long day. Hopefully you get some sleep and some food in the midst of all that as well. <laughs> so tired will sleep very well. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then one last thing. So how can folks donate if people want to um, maybe track your progress, see how the team is doing, or if they want to obviously donate, because that's the ultimate goal here is to uh, raise money uh, for cancer research for the V Foundation. Where can they go? Cancerbikeride.org. So that's cancerbikeride.org. And it will pull up Bristol-Myers Squibb and the V Foundation, give you all the information about this is the 10th year that we've done this, Bristol-Myers with the V Foundation, what it's for, the different um, support services that the V Foundation offers, the research that the V Foundation is doing. You can actually look at individual riders, see you know what's going on with them, the individual teams. It's it's a great website. So that's cancerbikeride.org. And then your ride will be in, uh, is it earlier, mid-September? Towards the end of September, September 25th through the 27th. Wow. So maybe uh, Auburn could be uh, 4-0 at that point, right? <laughs> I know. Well, the, the weekend after that is the um, Auburn-Georgia game. So. <laughs> That's going to be a big one. It's going to be a big one. Well, Susan Glisson, thank you so much for your time. Uh, we'll be praying for you. Wish you the very best uh, with this. And uh, so happy to hear your stories about um, beating cancer, but also, you know, now just kind of, um, you know, showing that like, hey, no matter what, you got to live. And we're going to do that by cycling 240 miles, right? <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah. Crazy stuff I get myself into, but it is well worth it. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much, Susan. Thank you. And we wish uh, Susan Godspeed on her trip uh, up to St. Louis and uh, riding this uh, coast to coast for cancer, a big bike ride. And uh, she says uh, she's going to be doing hers in late September. But overall, 
Uh, that ride begins September 7th again in Oregon and concludes October 3rd in Long Branch, New Jersey. And Bristol Myers Squibb, they're uh, matching dollar for dollar. They need money raised up to a half a million dollars maximum donation. And uh, so again, uh, Bristol Myers Squibbs, they've had nearly 900 employees take part in this epic cycling event uh, since 2014 over the last decade. Uh, in terms of Susan, she said her priorities, you know, carbs, protein, electrolytes, getting that gear ready, practicing doing lots of miles multiple days. Uh, she's talked about those 50-mile riding days and, and doing some back-to-back. So uh, we wish her the very best. We know she's going to do great. That whole team is going to do great uh, raising money. And if you would like to get involved, you'd like to donate, we're going to have uh, the link in our show notes of how you can get involved. But it's uh, www.cancerbikeride.org. Pretty easy to remember. But again, that link will be in the show notes of this podcast episode. And uh, definitely a big war eagle for her and for uh, all the other Auburn fans that are listening out there as college football season just around the corner. In fact, uh, just announced... This week, uh, after several years of having new trees up there at Tumor's Corner and and uh, trying to protect those new trees, make sure nothing happens to them, and some people still trying to roll that area with toilet paper, but now they've officially announced this week, Auburn University saying that you can roll those new trees for this upcoming Auburn football season, which begins in September. So celebrating the big wins. I know uh, Georgia is going to be coming to town to uh, to Auburn in late September, um, and uh, go Dawg for those uh, who root for them as well. And speaking of Georgia, uh, one of their alums, I talked to him a few weeks ago, and I think I may have promised it on the last episode we were going to have him on, but we had some major technical glitches. I talked to Contavious Caldwell-Pope, uh, who's an NBA star, just won his second NBA title previously with the Lakers, but this most recent one with the Denver Nuggets, and they had a KCP Day uh, up in uh, North Georgia, where he is from recently, celebrating him with a parade and everything else. So uh, hopefully uh, I can uh, re-interview him sometime soon, talk to him about fitness, what it took to win those championships, and uh, team camaraderie, and uh, mental strength of being an NBA player, and how his training and uh, being in the gym, how that's changed uh, since he was playing high school uh basketball and playing for the University of Georgia. So uh, looking forward to that. Uh, so uh, again, thank you guys so much for joining us. And uh, you can, it would love for you to write a review for our podcast. Uh, you know, you just search for Run the Race on Apple Podcasts, that little purple icon, the microphone on your uh, smartphone, your iPhone. Go to the very, search Run the Race and then go to the bottom of that page and there'll be opportunity to give a five-star review and write a quick review. You know, just give, you know, two or three sentences. Tell us what you like about the show, what you don't like. We talk about faith and fitness on a regular basis. So uh, love to hear from you and uh, get your feedback for sure. Closing this episode now in prayer. Dear God, I just thank you for this time together. We pray for the team as they uh, go out and uh, get ready to uh, cycle coast to coast. Uh, we pray for all those dealing with cancer and the family members that are affected, that have lost people, those that have survived, those that are fighting through it right now, that you will just heal their bodies. Your will be done in those situations, Lord God. And we just pray that uh, as cancer research and everything gets better and better, that you will uh, help uh, you know us and scientists find cures and find better treatments and and better therapies for patients, Lord God, that you will help heal people's body, Lord God. We know that you do not want us to have sickness 
and that we um, can definitely uh, learn valuable lessons from going through trials like this and, and health challenges, Lord God. We just pray, continue to bring healing in people's minds and bodies uh, through these experiences. And Lord God, we just uh, thank you for the ability to, to go cycling, to go running, that you give us these bodies to be able to do this and that we live life to the fullest and, and to show that we are alive, Lord God, and that we love you and that we love life. You name me pray. Amen. All right, again, thank you so much, everybody, for joining us. Looking forward to our next episode. And uh, my marathon training has uh, restarted. Got some exciting news about uh, what I'm going to be doing next. Might be doing marathons on back-to-back days coming this fall. So still haven't decided yet, but I'll let you know, and I'll let you know uh, how I'm going to prepare for doing this for the very first time. Sounds like a, a tall challenge, but, you know, I'll be able to get through it. Trust the training. Trust God. It'll all be okay. So I hope you guys have a great rest of the week here in mid-August, and I will see you next time. God bless.